Welcome, world, to another episode of the Friday Podcast of the Podcast of the Chamberlain Chance and Alex Podcast. I am Alex. This is uh, Chance. Chamberlain, unfortunately, will not be with us this week. Chance, how you doing? One of? Name one. Name one podcast with higher production values or more quality content than ours. You can't. Hmm. Can't. Because we don't listen to podcasts. Actually, you probably do. I, I do, actually. I would recommend, I don't listen to it, but I would recommend 30 Morbid Minutes featuring Elise Willems talking about spooky shit from history. There's one podcast I want to listen to. It's 30 Morbid Minutes. Yeah. uh, enjoy you're wrong about. Oh, is that? About things that you're wrong about. Is that Adam Conover? Because it sounds like whatever he's doing next. It is. It's kind of like that. Okay. But it's not actually him. No, it's not. It's another journalist. Yeah, uh, Chamberlain can't be with us this week because of logistics concerns, but uh, that, you know, it's just good news for you, listener. That means it's probably going to be a tight hour. It almost probably. always is when it's just two of them. Yeah, no, we do <laughs> very set uh, itinerary. We like to stick with it. it. It's weird. It's weird how just, like, removing one reduces it by a third. It's a delicate chemistry. Um, so, uh, when last we spoke, I was enjoying inscription. Mm-hmm. I got to get a um, And I got to I Act 3. as well. I got to Act 3. Yay. Um, and Act 3 is once again of um, a stylistic and visual shift from everything that came before. But also still kind of escape roomy. Kind of, but when you put me back in there and it didn't have that charm of the original room... It yeah, was a, it, it wasn't was, as good. It wasn't, and I was like, yeah, whatever, I'm done. And I walked away from it. But did you beat it? Afraid. No, I got, mm-hmm. I got to the, I got to the third, the third thing, and I, I think I got to like the first waypoint, and I just never felt, and then I was done for the night, and then the next day I was like, yeah, fuck it. I don't, I didn't, I wasn't enjoying the third, the the third card game at all, or the third, you know, card set, mm-hmm. um, and it was like I wanted. I wanted to go back to that first thing and kind of dig into it again. Um, it's cool. Like I'm sure that by the end of the third one, I would feel as omnipotent as I did by the end of the first one or the end of the second one. It would. But, like, again, it just... Maybe just the style of the third song just didn't do it for me. And that says a lot coming after the second, because the second was a big step down from the first as well. Yeah, I, I could see that. But also, once you finish it, you will get an endless version of the first game, and it is spectacular. That does sound cool. Yeah. That does sound cool. Just, you know, just a, it becomes just a, a proper runs. roguelike, and it's pretty damn great. Yeah. I don't mind. I don't mind the idea of that, but again, I was like, meh. Um, and the ending of the story mode, I happen to enjoy quite a bit. There's a lot of TV It's to a good talk ending. About. There is a lot of TV to talk about. I. What, what, what have I seen? Do you want to stay on video games? Have you played anything? Um, pretty much same deal. I'm plugging away at uh, Accuser like a dragon, having a really good time with the uh, the business management mini game they got in there. First of all, how or many like hours? you just oh how man, many hours I'm have you, have you, have you put... Oh shit, okay. So I'm a little uh, explain, over halfway, I think. Explain the businessman mini game. You basically start running a cookie company, a little cookie shop, and okay. expand other businesses and try to like run businesses. And every four business days, you try to keep your employees motivated, you level them up, you give them promotions, you give them training, you buy other businesses, and every four days, you get a uh, shareholder meeting now, where you, where it's like a this, turn-based is, you know, combat for 
Now, is this like, yeah. is it all done in the in kind of like the visual style of the rest of the game, or is it its own little thing? Kind of. There's like a Final Fantasy VI overlay for the business day. Mm-hmm. A little uh, cheapy Ichiban just running across a little money. And when you get out of the red zone, that means you're making profit for the for the day, and it's all green. And it's a little happy dance. Yeah, I think I it's delightful it. enough to where my fiance is taking notice. Like, man, you 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 suck at shareholder meetings, dude. And I'm like, yeah, but next <laughs> but next time I'm gonna do really well, and we're gonna smash a barrel of sake and be all happy about it. Um, it's quite delightful. Dying. I'm having a great time. I went back to dying light two for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. And I like I restarted a fresh game. I'm still not out of the first area. Um, and again, the combat just kind of really didn't do it for me. It's not very just, good. No, it's not as good as Dead Island or Dying Light was. Um, so then, on Jim's advice, I tried out Midnight Fight Express. That new little brawler that he played. Mm-hmm. And um, I under... Okay, the only place where this feels like Hotline Miami to me is that the levels are very small and... Uh, the music <laughs> is very uh-huh. hotline Miami. Beyond that, I, I, it doesn't really have much style to it, I don't think. Uh, the amount of control you have in a fight is really cool. Like, you have a lot of options. You can pick up tons of shit in the environment and weaponize it. Um, you, But just the feel of playing it, I didn't really love. Um, the, it was like the, the control scheme was weird or something. Maybe it wasn't weird, and I just didn't spend enough time with it. But I just didn't enjoy the fighting of it. So I went and played some Sifu. Okay, how like far f- did you get in Sifu? I got, initially. I think, up to the third level. I don't know if I beat the third level. But th- but the reason I stopped playing Sifu was because, you know, like something else came out at the time. But was it just called, playing it again... Did it rhyme with a Schmelden thing? Uh, it was either Schmelden thing or uh, Morizen. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember which one. Um, but going back to it after Midnight Fight Express, it's like, wow, this is so much better. It's so much better. And God, fuck, it's hard. Like I couldn't beat through the first level again. I would have oh, to. Yeah. I would have to really relearn Sifu if I wanted to dig back into Sifu. So what I did was I reinstalled River City Girls, and I'm having a great time. <laughs> Is that just like a side scroll and beat them up? Mm, well, it's a River City Ransom game, but it's okay. done with it's done with really really nice way forward sprites and animation. Way forward oh. can do sprites, but more often than not. Like, they, they do the Shantae sprites. That's way forward. And I don't really trust way forward for game design all that much. But I do really like River City Girls. It is really hard, but it's also, I don't know, it feel somehow it feels... It's got that vanilla wear pull and stretch to it. No. No, it's no. really tight and snappy. It's okay. really tight and it's really easy to just get your ass kicked by these guys. Because all you have is a block. That's all you have to mitigate damage. Um, and the reason I stopped playing it last time was I beat the whole game. I beat the whole game with one of the two girls that you start with. But later, their boyfriends were added as DLC. Huh. And and one of them is like this really stylish guy. Uh, he, he's like not wearing a shirt and he's wearing a jacket over his shoulders. He's like one of those guys. Like they're both like they're both like thug, like young stylish thug looking guys. But he's just I don't know. He's he's just got this like. I don't really care kind of attitude. And his moves are very Bruce Lee, so I really like it. But I had just beaten the entire game last time I played it, and I didn't really want to go through the whole thing again. But after kind of bouncing off Midnight Fight, Midnight Fight Express, bouncing off Sifu again, it's exactly what I'm kind of enjoying, and I'm kind of hyped for it. 
or I kind of hyped to keep playing it, although I'm not sure that I will. Um, what else you played? 40 hours what else on the Yakuza game. Um, Has any of us ever done that long in a Yakuza game? I think you're the only one. I have not, and it's only because I'm an exercise bike, but I am legitimately having a good time with the story. Story gets moving. There's a surprisingly intricate uh, counterfeiting uh, conspiracy going on that adds. It's got some good good twists. Hmm. No. Maybe but other than that, i just been plugging away at Destiny 2. Still not quite bored with, like, the... Uh, the weapon mm-hmm. modifications, the actual gameplay, yeah. Like, it, there's, yeah. I haven't run it's out. It's fun of, to like, do. Well, no, like they've stopped limiting how much you can raise your power level in a week. There's a lot oh. to do if you want to keep plucking away at it. And they used to just like after like ten hours a week, you'd be like, okay, now I got to play Crucible if you want anything else. And I'd be like, okay, I'll see yeah, you in two sucks. or three months if I feel like it. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> like let people but, play the part you know, of the game they enjoy. Exactly, and it's letting me do that now. And like every, I have a lot of like um, uh, custom weapons which level up. Which when they get to certain levels, you can add like better versions of perks on them, and it's it's rewarding. Every tiny thing makes a bar go ding, and I love it. Hmm. It's a much better game than it used to be. See, I downloaded the whole fucking thing and then deleted it because I was like, nah, I'm not gonna play that. <laughs> It's. I regret opening it. I'm, I'm. I'm wondering if I can get my brother maybe into Destiny because I'm looking at Overwatch two and feeling so disappointed in so many directions lately. It looks gross. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. Uh, okay. So, have you seen any awesome TV lately? Any or awesome any TV, TV worth or... mentioning? It doesn't have to be um, awesome. It could be terrible, but worth mentioning. Um. We finally finished Abbott. Like the Abbott teacher Elementary? watch of uh, Abbott Elementary. She is, she likes some episodes more than others, but accurate as fuck, she would describe it as. That's so sad. No, it sure is. I but, was thinking there, there should be a law in the um, states that you can't incorporate your town unless you prove that you're spending at least the same amount or more on education as you are on um, crime prevention. Yeah. That would fix sad. so much in America. It, it's tied to uh, property values. Now it's fucked. Anyway. Uh, oh, yeah. The third episode of Game of Thrones, I actually thought... Game of Thrones. House of the Dragon, mm-hmm. I thought was an improvement. I like yeah. the end. I like the end quite a bit. And, uh, yeah, the... Well... Okay, seeing... I don't even know their names. Seeing the, the rogue prince go all John Wick. That was cool. Mm-hmm. That endeared that me to that cool. guy. Um, but it's the whole thing, um, still feels somehow sanitary to me. I don't know why that's the word. It's something that had to exist rather than something that should have existed. Yeah. It's something that someone, yeah, it doesn't feel, this doesn't feel like really inspired. This doesn't feel... There are no great mysteries that I'm really interested in. There are no characters no. that I'm certain that I'm super pulling for. Like it wouldn't surprise me if the the princess ends up turning around and becoming an awful person or something because they did that shit to us with Daenerys, right? So we're I don't trust anyone and I don't really care about anyone in that show and it's nope. it's kind of sad. It is. On the other hand, um, have you seen Rings of Power? I don't know if I want to. Alex, 
Mm. Um, it's really fucking good. Is it really? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I am. Explain yourself. Absolutely fucking hyped to see what happens next week on Rings of Power. Um, I don't want to. I would only don't want to get too deep into why without spoiling why. But what they're doing with the story is immediately interesting. Um, kind of like the names they're dropping. Uh, about like what's going on, you understand what's what's about to happen. It's like they're about to. It's like all the guys who were responsible for the Chernobyl uh, power plant. Mm-hmm. It's it's like this. This is these are the years prior to the accident, and it's just seeing all the bricks being laid of that of that future tragedy. Like it's it, it's really interesting in that way. An apocalypse is coming. And uh, everyone is like, oh, Galadriel, there's no global warming. And she's like, I swear to God. <laughs> I swear to God, Sauron is still out there, says Galadriel. Everyone's like, look, you fought a long campaign. You've honored your people along with all these other honored warriors. We're going to send you to the, the Undying, Undying Lands. Lands. See, I knew that. And, uh, and so Galadriel is like really unhappy this thing killed her brother. She knows it's fucking out there, and it's going to be the doom of this land. She can feel it. And she's on this beautiful elven ship with all these other elves, and they're all being, like, anointed to pass over into uh, their their afterlife. And they're they're sailing out. They've, they've crossed the sea between the Undying Lands and uh, Middle-earth, and uh, the, these dark clouds part, and heavenly rays bathe the ship. And there's a song that they've never heard before because they've never been there, but they all recognize the song and all of the other elves begin singing the song too. But she can't. All she can think about is what she's not doing. And And she leaps into the water and the ship carrying all her family continues to the undying lands without her and the clouds close and she is left in the ocean in darkness across an ocean and Galadriel turns around and starts to swim back and that's the start of Rings of Power that's the first episode okay it's so good it's so fucking good it's introducing all these other characters and they are immediately endearing and interesting and you you're pulling for them and it's putting them in harrowing and adventurous and mysterious situations and you want to find out what's going on and you want them to be okay it's doing everything <laughs> Uh, that that uh, House of Thrones can't do. Like, it's immediately nailing it. It's so good, Alex. You gotta see it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's really good. I'm really happy about it. Well, it's been, a, it's been a welcome balm in these troubled times. Yeah. Yeah, well, no. shit. I'm sorry, Alex. I gotta give this show two thumbs up. That's not all I've seen. What else have you seen? Uh, I was really in the mood for an anime, but I wanted one with kind of action. So I rewatched the entire first season of One Punch Man. Uh-huh. Also thumbs up. Funny and awesome action. And, um... Okay. My brother watches a lot of crime shit and horror shit. Mm-hmm. And he told me that he was watching a show called Devil in Ohio on Netflix. Have you heard of this? No, I have not. What's that about? Have you seen this? Okay. I don't want to get her name wrong. Who's the woman from Bones? The one who's not David um, Briannis. Uh, Bones. Deschanel? Yeah, but what's... Uh, Emily Deschanel. Yeah. 
Uh, Emily Deschanel is a psycho uh, psychologist working in a hospital. And immediately you are struck by the Hallmark movie quality of this, the Lifetime Channel quality of this mm-hmm. production. It wants to be... Um, uh, who's the guy who did... Uh, uh, who does all those... Ooh, Miss Chamberlain. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You son of a bitch. It's uh, Thanks to my wife, I'm using her Chromebook. Um, Chromebooks kind of suck, but it's working, so I'm here. It runs an internet browser and a microphone. It runs a browser and a microphone. Therefore, I am late, but I am here. Sorry, guys. As a religious man, I imagine you would be attracted to the Netflix thriller miniseries Devil in Ohio, Mr. Chamberlain. Is that the one Sorry. with Danny DeVito? With no, it's the one with him. No, no. Uh, <laughs> That'd be awesome. It's like raising raising the devil's kid or something, but Danny DeVito is in a cartoon. Ah, oh, okay. Danny DeVito is the voice of the devil in a cartoon, and Aubrey Plaza is the voice of the mom, so that immediately makes me want to watch the cartoon. That's, not the, the, the cartoon that, that cartoon one's one the Republican came out and said is evil already, right? So oh, anyway. my God. That's awesome. Yeah, it's hilarious, but anyway. Go you on. You couldn't get better marketing. Okay, no, <laughs> devil in Ohio is live action, and it's trying to be like the haunting of Bly Manor. It wants to be a prestige show, hmm. but it is not in any way smart enough to be a prestige show by any measure. Uh, Emily Deschanel is the uh, the psychologist working at a hospital. Uh, she has an idyllic home life, and here's where it becomes a lifetime movie. Okay. All of the all of the strong actors in this show are the women. Uh, Emily Deschanel is pretty strong. Both of her older daughters are pretty strong. Um, there's another female character. Oh yeah, uh, we'll we'll get to her in a second. Her husband is not the best actor, <laughs> but he's fucking gorgeous. And when he takes off his shirt early in the first episode, you can see he's he, he you can really see how cut he's become. That's that, uh, that's why he's there. That, yeah, he, he's a carpenter. He works with his hands. It's what he does. Ooh. Anyway. <laughs> Later on, we're introduced to a police detective who, again, is not the strongest actor, but God, he's good looking. <laughs> <laughs> um, and at the woman's hospital, uh, a young woman shows up with a pentagram carved in her back. Ooh. She has run away from what seems to be a satanic cult. And they keep her at the hospital for a couple days, but at that point, they have to discharge her. And uh, the, the system can't take her yet, so what is Emily Deschanel to do? She has to bring this young woman home to stay with her and her family while they get her placed in a home. Meanwhile, the girl is a little bit psycho. <laughs> and, no, with the pentagram? What? Yes, and begins kind of manipulating the family and things to try to ensure that she gets to stay with Emily Deschanel because she feels safe with Emily Deschanel. Hmm. And as the series goes on, um, like the writing is bad. The hang on, I wrote a but I wrote a ton of notes, <laughs> and I didn't write notes for anything else this week. I wrote a ton of notes for this. <clears throat> uh, bad writing, ham-handed exposition, bad pacing, very low stakes. Plot often hinges on things people conveniently don't tell each other. <clears throat> Super watered-down psychotherapy. The big reveal is that the main character might have some anger towards her mother for not protecting her from her father's abuse. It's like this big revelation that this... It's like the entire script was written by, like, the first year out of college. Like, the whole thing is just a little dumb. It was a project. It was a senior project. <laughs> kind of. And then when you finally get the full reveal of the cult and its grand machinations and what this cult has actually been up to and what their actual plan is and what's actually going on... 
I'm going to spoil it, listener. Oh, actually, oh, no. what? So you might want to turn it off for, for, I'd say, 45 seconds. But I'm going to recommend it overall. They're they're going to sacrifice the girl. That's it. They're going to sacrifice her. Hmm. And they okay. stop that from happening. And then the ending is super disappointing. Um, it's so bad. But here's the thing. I watched that entire fucking show, and so did my brother. So as a soap opera, it was successful. <laughs> Gotta watch like, your stories. It barely did anything, but uh, we watched the whole thing. Uh, I think it's got a very targeted audience. I don't know that they'll find it. Mm. Um, but this definitely feels like a Lifetime movie that wants to be... Uh, what was the name of it again? Uh, Devil in Ohio. Devil in Ohio. Devil in Ohio. The devil will be pretty bored in Ohio, I think. That's why I went to Georgia. Yeah. Better fiddle players down there. Mm-hmm. What, Better food. Uh, so Alex has been enjoying Destiny 2 and Yakuza like a mm-hmm. dragon. Mm. Uh, I have been enjoying River City Girls and Overwatch. The first one's still right because the second one still has no Tragically. official date. <laughs> Tragically, yes. What have you been enjoying? Uh, I am still working on Soul Hackers 2. Wow. So okay, it's, so I've, I've seen a lot of middling things around the internet. Yeah, right it's, I mean, Digital Foundry just came out and said, well, it doesn't run very well. And I'm like, well, duh. It's a JRPG. It's not going to run very well. It's... The dungeons can end up being a little grindy. It's a lot of running down hallways. Mm-hmm. But sure, I, I mean, this is not a shock. If anybody's played any previous Mega Tensei game, they're not exactly incredibly well Technical marvels. Yeah, none of them have been. This one looks just enough better than the last one that it's playable. Um, it's I, I'm still waiting for the other shoe to drop. There was very, one really interesting part where... So the whole premise of soul hacking is that three of the main characters died... And the avatar of the almighty AI brought them back to life. Okay. The literal soul hack. That happens in the first 45 minutes of the game. No spoilers there. Mild spoilers. They were been trying to get a hold of a character who's actually a reference to some previous Devil Summoner games. Um, Devil Summoner 1 and 2 on the PlayStation 2. The main character was Raido. Raido Kuzanoa was his name. Yeah. And this, the person they're trying to find is a Kuzanoa. Hmm. It's just like 200 years in the future, which I thought was a cool throwback. So they're trying to get him because he's got one of the covenants in him. There's five covenants. And if you put all five covenants together, then the, the beast comes back and destroys and rebuilds the world. And they're trying to get a hold of him because he's got one of the covenants. And so you want the beast to destroy No, the world? no, no. You're trying to get a hold of him so that the bad guys don't get all five covenants. Oh, okay. Right now they have three. <laughs> This this game will probably end with you destroying the world, but go on. Uh, it, it, yeah, probably, and it'll get rebuilt because it's that's yeah. fine. Um, so you I mean, for the first for like for like five hours, we go to different missions trying to find this guy, and eventually we get down to mild spoilers here. Get down to where it's supposed to be, and there's this giant blood splatter on the ground. Mm. And then the main bad guy, whose name is Iron Mask, so creative, shows up mm-hmm. with his man-made demon, and the man-made demon is covered in blood. And Iron Mask goes, well, I know you've been resurrecting people from the dead, so I wanted to find out if it'll work with no body. <laughs> he had his demon eat Kuzanoa. <laughs> and sure enough, with no body, you can't soul hack. So I thought that was a, a clever twist. But, I mean, you this is not a game that is going to convert anybody to this genre. It is a very specific, basic, it's, it's basically Pokemon, but with demons. Which is what Nocturne is, which is what the, all the main line Shin Megami Tensei games are. That's literally what it is. You're capturing them, you're breeding them, you're leveling them up and getting items. So it's 
it's not much else to play right now, and it's it's fun enough. Okay, it's do, just do, fun enough. Do these things that you capture have like visual avatars, like art? They well, they they do. And uh, is and, most of that art weirdly sexy? Uh, yes, yes, it is very much so, and it feels less censored than previous games. Like the, some of the some of the succubi, it's like wow, that's like. That's like I didn't PG. Know you could show that's like PG fourteen, right? I mean, that's like PG fifteen. Not quite R. There's no nipples, but it's like, wow, that's really, really close to being a bit much. Is R nipple? So, but it's it's fun. I mean, it's once once I found out that the new Spiders game, Steel Rising, is actually a not ro- terrible. Well, not terrible, but it's a Souls like. Meaning, I won't actually play it for more than half an hour. Well, that's the... It's the new Spiders the, game. It's the one set in... You're basically where, like Marie Antoinette. Like, yeah, you're, you're her marionette or something. Yeah, yeah. And you have like these fans with blades on them. It's got really cool character design. I mean, just like all Spiders games, reviews are like, eh, it's pretty good. It's okay. But it's yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's their take on Bloodborne. You're and I just that. passed up a Bloodborne-ish game, so I'm going to pass this one up too. That, that frees up oh, some time. Oh, damn. I was hoping you'd play it. No, it's if on you, the way. T- it's already okay. on the way. I didn't so know what it, it was. I will I will try it, yes. Okay. I'll, 100% I'll try it. It's, it's going to show up here because it's Eurojank, but we'll see what happens with it. Tasty I, Eurojank. <laughs> I wanted a brawler, so I tried that Midnight Fight Express thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so after about an hour of that, I tried Sifu again oh, and enjoyed well, that, but, but it was too hard. <laughs> The Midnight Fight Express is not too hard, at least not in the beginning. Uh, no, it's really not. Yeah. Um, and But Sifu is too hard, so then I went back to River City Girls and I'm having a really good time with the new character. I found River City but Girls really hard. <laughs> today, I started playing a new little pixel art brawler. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like an action game. Um, but it bills itself as a narrative-driven Souls-like, and I don't think that's quite accurate based on all the combat mechanics I've seen so far. Um... But I can't talk about it. Oh, it's the one you got the review code for. Because I'm under embargo. Ooh. <laughs> oh. Aren't aren't we important? Uh, we we kind of, well, I got another Steam code for a game last week, but I clicked on it and I was like, I don't even need to send this to Alex. Like, no, <laughs> no one wants to play this. Uh, but I but I, yeah, they sent me something for No Place for Bravery months ago. I was like, would you like to be uh, considered for a for a uh, a review code? And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I said, yes, switch, please. And uh, the other day they emailed me. That's pretty so, cool. How are you still getting yeah. these things? I don't know. Your blog is gone, isn't it? I know. But it's because I've covered Easebird games in the past. Oh, you're on a list somewhere, which is cool. Yeah. That's cool. I know. Well, like, I didn't ask for um, Mark of the Ninja. Maybe I did ask for Mark of the Ninja. Oh, yeah. I remember sending them reviews for Shank. And the reviews for Shank and Shank 2 were so glowing. And we're like, they're like, we really appreciate your coverage. Here's a review code for our next one. <laughs> nice. That's how Mark of the Ninja happened. It's a little bit of self-promotion. It's always fine. A little bit. Um, what else you got? That's it right now. I haven't really done much else. Do you have Amazon Prime? I do not. Dude. Rings uh, of power, apparently. Rings of power. So... I know what my plan is. I, I checked, and I do have... It's been long enough that I have a free trial. Okay. Going to wait for them all to come out. <laughs> then I'm going to take that 30 days, and I'm going to knock this out. I described the first... The, the basic plot of the first episode to Alex. Alex, how would you say that sounded? It sounded like... 
You got a good beer and a good toke. Sounds like a good time. <laughs> no, it's a good time. Like, I don't think you have to do anything. I think you sure. Just, I think you're gonna have a good time. How long are the episodes? Uh, each episode is an hour. Oof, it's an hour. Uh, so yeah, it's it's beefy. Um, it's it's so much better than <laughs> it's so much better than uh, uh, you know Game of Dragons. I mean, aren't they spending a just obscene amount of money per episode? Uh, yeah, and it looks like it, and it looks so good. And all the characters are great. So the returning ones are great, and the, uh, the new ones are great. Here's my question: Can we agree that the Hobbit didn't look good? I totally disagree. How does this look when compared to the Hobbit? Oh, are we talking about the movies? The Hobbit. I'm talking about the Hobbit movies. Yeah, really unattractive. Yes. Yes. Um, when compared to the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yes. Okay. When com- when compared to Lord of the Rings, and I, I would say this looks better. This looks better than The Hobbit. Um, and the, the sets are incredible. This You can tell how much money they spent on every set these people walk through. It's amazing. And the costumes are amazing. The makeup is amazing. The actors are all great. It's really good. I'm going to watch it just for solidarity at some point because people are complaining about one of The Hobbits being darker skinned when oh. that's fucking canon. Yeah, well, first of all, it's 100% canon. And... Um, He's not a hobbit, he's some other race, but Tolkien literally wrote, of brownish skin. I'm like, yeah, what the if, fuck? If anyone, if anyone has a problem with black people in their fantasies, because you've got a problem with black people, yes. shut up. Yeah. Examine I, that about yourself and shut the fuck up and let people enjoy this, because it's wonderful. It's absolutely wonderful in every direction. Uh, one, of, one of the new characters is like a black uh, elf. The only design note I would say for this guy is... is they need to have more elves with long hair, with long, beautiful, flowing hair. Uh, there's no reason that this gorgeous guy can <laughs> also have, like, the long Galadriel hair. But it's really Elrond weird. had you long see, hair, it, yeah, yeah. Elrond had long hair in the movies. Here he's got short hair and he grins so much. Ooh, it's really, yeah. it's very different Elrond. Um, hey, he gets to go through his awkward stage. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's only 400 or so. I mean, he'll grow out of it. He's a very chipper lad. Um it's great. I think the and God, I saw a thing today where they took a photograph of the woman playing Galadriel, who is, you know, she is uh, unworldly. Uh, She's so beautiful to be unworldly, and is like, here's how I would actually uh, design her. And they may, gave her like larger, cartoony eyes and these big pouty stripper lips. And what <laughs> the hell? What they did like the Aloy thing. With this, with this oh, woman who is already insanely God. gorgeous. <laughs> now, yep, yep, to, yep. to be clear, she's insanely gorgeous in like the thin-lipped white person way. Well, but Galadriel should be ephemeral almost. Well, uh, like she's as powerful she, she, as Gandalf, she, she, if not more so. She's beautiful in a completely different way than Kate Blanchett is beautiful. Yes, but she's also just absolutely beautiful. Like, yeah, there's nothing wrong, and not only that, but I'm defending, I'm defending it by saying that no, these gorgeous valuing her for her looks but whatever. She, she she works for the part <laughs> she does a, she does a great job in the part i uh, there hasn't been an actor that's popped up in this and i'm like oh we could do better no i'm i'm not going to annoy i'm not going to ignore this i'm not going to i, I will watch it but it's going to have to be you, you got a system i have a system set up for this how many episodes is, is it going to be do we know no I, a? 52 i think is what the plan is but 50, um, oh, fuck. yeah but not for this first season okay like, i'm sure the first season will be like 10 or something that's fine because then i'll set up for my free month and i'll knock it up my wife and i'll watch it together it'll be good so that'll be fine it will be good we'll love it you know i can't actually think of a weak actor in game of thrones either alex 
But no, it's everyone's just, it's, it's doing a mat- good job. Yeah, the material is not that compelling. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, it's time for headlines. Headlines? I think so. Headlines. Okay. I saw this crazy bit of historical, in entertainment news, I saw this crazy little historical fact this week that I decided to note. <clears throat> this is going to take me a minute, but I, I'm sure you'll agree. <laughs> in France, a splendid duel was fought in 1400 between a suspected murderer and his accuser, a dog. The Chevalier Maquet killed Aubrey, de, this is the real name, Montdidier, in the forest of Bondy near Paris and buried the body. The only witness was Montdidier's greyhound. The dog went back to town to a friend of his master's and led the friend to the spot where he whined and scratched the ground. The body was removed and reburied, and the greyhound moved in with a friend. Shortly thereafter, it met up with Mackay and attacked him viciously. Three men had to pull him off. The dog went. With the dog was an otherwise gentle and amiable sort, but it kept on flying at Mackay whenever it saw him. This was reported to the king who decided it was definitely an accusation, and arranged for the single combat trial. The fight took place on the Isle of Notre Dame in Paris. Mackay with a lance, the greyhound with its natural weapons. The dog sprang on the man with amazing ferocity and clamped its teeth around his throat and couldn't be shaken off. Mackay screamed that he'd confess if they'd pull off the dog. Thus, or this in contemporary eyes, proved the justice of combat trials pretty conclusively, and Mackay was was hanged and strangled on the gibbet at Montfaucon. (laughs) And the dog was a very good boy. The dog was a very good boy. Ah, <clears throat> uh, the French. If you have an American Netflix account, this dog is clearly... <laughs> thing is, that's probably not untrue. Yeah, I know. Like, uh, There was a story today, like, when um, Putin first met Queen Elizabeth, her um, corkies were like, fuck you. <laughs> it's like you Tribbles and Klingons. <laughs> I definitely... Have you ever had dogs that when they met... That when they met like a certain person, they were just like, "This guy's bad. This guy's bad." Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's always weird. It always makes me. Worry now, I, I want to see that played back in an Assassin's Creed game. <laughs> <laughs> I want that to be I mean, a that side could, quest. Could, <laughs> you follow the dog. Yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Like no one in the town believes you, Poochie. But I, I happen to know the king, so I'm going to go explain things. <laughs> There's a what was it? That's a really good Agatha Christie about that. Called really? Dumb Witness. Oh, neat. Yeah. Uh, if you have an American Netflix account, you can now watch Morbius without spending money. Mm, I'm, I'm nah, good. That's fine. Super good. I, I will totally it. watch it. I will watch it when it's free to watch on any of my Canadian streaming services. I'm just not paying for it. But I'll watch it. Just so I can come back and told you, tell you what I saw. Mm. Okay. I'm sure you'll survive, but... Uh... <clears throat> Did you guys hear about this mass killing in Kansas? You fucking I did, knife? I did not. Yes? Okay, mass so stabbing. Ten, oh, yeah, in, I did. In one night, 10 people were killed, 15 were injured. A day or How so you, later, yeah. one of the two suspects was found dead from wounds that he didn't inflict on himself. It could have been from other people defending themselves from the two of them that night. It could have been the other guy. And later in the week, the other guy was found. And is dead now, right? Uh, no, he's been captured alive. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I... Uh, the thing is, I... Well, hang on. Hang on, hang on. Uh, this is sketch would kill the suspect. I'm trying to figure out how they killed ten people with knives. I, I mean, I, I need video. Yeah, yeah. he's now... now how is this... The guy is now in custody. So, yeah. It probably wasn't is, ten in a group. It was, like, ten individuals, like, in different areas, I'm guessing. I, well, I don't know. Apparently, apparently, the first couple murders were people that... Um, 
that these guys targeted and then the rest of them they would walk up to people with their faces covered with their jackets and say that their faces were hurt or my face is hurt i need medical attention can you please you know get me to a hospital or something and as soon as the person let their guard down they would go for them which is monstrous <clears throat> and horrifying and we hear about events like this in the u.s involving firearms you know on a semi-daily basis so semi, kind, yes so we're all kind of numb to it uh, to a degree which is horrifying on its own mm -hmm. but to have such a thing carried out in canada which you know these events don't occur all that frequently and with a knife that is a that is a it's, that is a Friday the Thirteenth movie. Yeah, it really is. It's a Halloween is. movie. Yeah. Over the course of one night, these guys mutilated a town. I. It's astounding. <laughs> Someone will make a movie out of it. Yep. Yeah. It's just. Mm -hmm. No thanks. <laughs> Moving on. <clears throat> Uh, Netflix creepy cartoon Wendell and Wild looks dope as hell. Yeah, it does. A, it does. Yeah, it does. I watched that yeah. trailer too. It looks really cool. That looks really cool. Uh, an official Elden Ring manga has been released, and it's a full-on comedy. <laughs> I've seen a couple pages of it, and I totally like to read that because it just it leans into the silliness of everything, and it pays off big. Nice. Melissa Villasenor will not be returning for the next season of Saturday Night Live. Moving on to other things? So, or? Big Exodus this year. Big Exodus this year, and Melissa Villasenor in particular um, was not given the Kate McKinnon treatment, even mm. though I think she is an incredible talent. Uh, her impressions are astoundingly good. Uh, one of the most I've lapped in any SNL sketch in recent memory remains uh, her in bed with... Uh, who's, the, who's the guy from uh, Parks and Rec... Who's always got a scheme on Alex? Oh, he's got, oh, oh, Aziz Ansari. Aziz Ansari. She's in bed with Aziz Ansari, I think, and uh, he, he starts uh, suggesting they do role play, and so she's like, "Okay," and then she puts on a voice, <laughs> and it's like Owen Wilson or something, and she's like, "He's like, no, <laughs> no," and, but it's a perfect Owen Wilson. <laughs> oh wow! Melissa wow. Villasenor wow. is amazing. Wow. She was not given wow. nearly enough to do on Saturday Night Live, so. I hope uh, I hope she gets wow. I mean, all the success she's doing. Uh, I was oh, I was I remember being really pissed off about it. Um, oh shoot! Also on Parks and Rec, Mona Lisa Saperstein. Oh shoot! Oh, uh, uh, yeah, Jenny Slate. Jenny Slate. Yeah, she landed on her feet like I knew she would because she I was like, really did. She did. Yeah. I I people have to point out to me that Jenny Slate was honest enough. Yeah, she cursed once and bam, she was gone. Oh, really? It's bullshit. Oh, it's so What'd she so say? Which which awful word did she utter? She said fuck because she missed a line. Oh, well, I can see Lauren Michaels being like, only I could say stuff like that. Lauren always was really sensitive about that shit. But uh, thankfully, we here at the Game for Chance are not. No, no. If you're up past 1030, she <laughs> 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 goddamn well be old enough to hear these words. Uh, Mike Fahey of Kotaku died this week. No. And yeah, this is like the core some, of some things. No, yeah. Some notable people died this week, but yeah. the, only one I, the only one I put in headlines is Mike Fahey of Kotaku. One of them is no longer amused. <laughs> I don't want to do any jokes. <laughs> oh, it's too late. They've all been done already. I know. And, and the thing is, like, I'm laughing at him, but she always seemed 
like actually a cool lady and i'm aware that uh that under her rule the british did some shitty shit they absolutely did i'm not i'm not saying that did you know that she had two cousins who were mentally handicapped that and committed yes committed and yeah and and they said that they died uh, like 20 years before they actually died yep <laughs> so yeah like any world leader she's done some terrible things i did not know that but now her son, the one who was married to Diana, become, is now king immediately. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, a thing was sent out to Canadians today. We have a thing called the Court of Queen's Bench, which is like the highest court in the land, basically. That is now immediately known as the Court of King's Bench. Huh. And Camilla Parker Bowles, whatever her name was, the guy that he left Diana for. <laughs> is now, She's is not now that known, homely. She's not a guy. Stop it. Is now known as the king, King's Consort. Wow. Not a queen, but she is the king's consort. Can we at least agree that Charles is kind of a wanker? Oh, yeah, he's a real piece of shit. Yeah. 100%. yeah. Whatever but, but being in love means. Well, I would... Like, I, I think we would all like to have the ambition that we are worthy to be in a relationship with Princess Diana. But once you're in a relationship with such an annoyingly perfect person... <laughs> <laughs> like I could, who could live up to that? It's like it's like trying to marry Gwyneth Paltrow. This will be exhausting. I'm not saying like Diana was amazing. Diana took her power and did so much good with it. Oh, speaking of Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah. On a whim, my wife and I watched Eyes Wide Shut over the weekend. Ah, I've oh, never wow. seen it. I don't understand a damn thing about it. <laughs> I'll tell you everything. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't it, it get just, it. Yeah, to me, it just felt like an excuse for a bunch of... Well, first of all, it was about how uh, you're never 100% honest with your partner about things like this. This is true, but I mean, and Kubrick, this, Kubrick said it was his favorite movie, even though he died before it came out. I'm like, really? You are perhaps... <laughs> it's what it was interesting to him at the time. It was all the secrets. It was about all the secrets we don't tell. That's but true. To, to me, when I saw when it came out in the theaters, and so to me, as like a 20-year-old... As a horny young man going to see Eyes Wide Shut, what it was was it was a Baz Luhrmann-esque orgy of visual style and, mm-hmm. and sex. And so as a young guy, it was like, hey, people are saying it's smart. I, 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 it, it certainly entertained me. It didn't feel smart to me. Um, no, from this know. distance, from, from this distance, I would just be annoyed by the fact that people don't talk like that. It's also so fucking slow. But anyway, yep. moving on. Yes, it is. Moving on. But sex and masks. No, it was boring. <laughs> I've been trolling for, like, and when I say trolling, I mean, like, scraping the bottom for an anime to watch lately. I watched a little bit of, uh, Sword of the Stranger on, or no, Sword of the Blade of the Immortal on Amazon Prime. I watched the first season of One Punch Man on Netflix. I watched a couple episodes of Way the House Husband today, just as like a little um, sitcom. Aper- is, Aperitif. Is One Punch Man any better than the clips that you see on YouTube? Or is like the whole uh, episode just the clip? It's hilarious. Okay. The show is a comedy. It's 100% hilarious. The guy is is, is really bored because anyone yes. who... Anyone who comes for him, he he vaporizes them with a single punch, and no one can stand up to him. And he has little to no interest in being famous for what he's doing. He just wants to be a hero. So other people are, like, reaping major rewards from being super popular heroes. Yeah, and he's, like, C-rank or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, and he's saving the world, but no one knows who he is. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> it's it's funny. It's ab- the first season is absolutely worth watching. I don't think the second season is as strong, but when the third season comes out, I'll watch it. Yeah. <clears throat> but this week, I was thinking about watching Net- Netflix's Arcane because it won the Emmy for Outstanding Animated Program. I have thoughts. Okay. I mean, I just I don't think it's very good. I think it's visually interesting, but I think it it's got its head up its ass. Oh, so it's you're saying it's not as good as last season of Rick and Morty or uh, like, oh, absolutely not. Arcane is Arcane is just opens up with just straight up ripping off Grave of the Fireflies and never really has a, a thought. It's you really should. Let's do, do Star that. Wars again. <laughs> okay, all I most of what I know about Arcane is the art the artists I follow on Twitter put out, and people love. Um, well, the character sh- design's amazing. People love to ship the serious long-haired brunette with the sh- woman with short pink hair, by yeah. or be or whatever it is. I've seen so much art of those two dating <laughs> or like being in relationships. So a lot of people were were really inspired by Arcane, and that also makes me want to see it because it must have something to ignite the imagination of so many people. It has a gr- great idea behind like like a hand painted look to like rig CGI animation. It's beautiful. <clears throat> yeah, that, that too. Is it really looks but, uh, unlike anything else? Legend of Korra. It is not. <laughs> That could they, they had a decent script to work with there. HBO's House of the Dragon pulled in a little under 10 million viewers for its premiere three weeks ago. This past weekend, over 25 million people streamed the first two episodes of Rings of Power on Amazon Prime. Damn. Hey, Crab Feeder. is <laughs> a good missionary. That was uh, some good shit. Yeah, it's really scary. But it also, yeah, it was terrifying. But it also felt... I don't know. I don't know how to put it. Exploitative. It, Exploitative? Exploitative. Exploitative. No, it felt like they were trying to invent something scary, and this was the best they could come up with. Yeah. But that's pretty good. That was pretty good. Is it? If they had asked a sailor, that's what the sailor would say was be eaten by crabs. (laughs) You know, was the scariest thing that you could do. Oh, eaten by crabs. It's It's gross as shit. Pretty awful. It is. It is. But. I don't know. I don't know. That whole that whole series is like it's a a C for me at a C plus at best, and the the plus comes from uh, the quality of the CGI of the dragons. They look pretty good, but, yes, you, don't, oh, yeah. but you don't need them when your if your story is good enough and the story is not good enough. The story in Lord of the Rings is that good, and it looks that good. So yeah. Uh, Did you know? Did you see the new Rick and Morty? Uh, yes, I have. I, I, I liked it. I liked it too. I thought it was really it, good. It gave so much canon stuff, and then it ends with uh, with Apocalypse Jerry, uh, yeah, like maybe killing Rick. And there's a moment where you're like, "Oh my god, did Apocalypse Jerry actually?" No, <laughs> no, Rick's... Apocalypse Jerry's dead. Apocalypse Jerry's dead. But also, Apocalypse Jerry was an interesting character worth yeah. revisiting. And the fact that Morty's that this original that this Morty was never Rick's. And no. yeah, God, it gave you so much backstory, and you love what's going on with Summer, and yeah, it's a lot of fun. It was a good episode. I'm hyped for the rest of the season. Um, did you know Sarah Michelle Geller and Freddie Prince Jr. have been successfully married for twenty goddamn years? Are either of them actually active years. anymore? I don't. Not really. Not really. But that's maybe that's why they're still together. <laughs> that's probably it. That's wonderful. Like I never enjoyed either of them as actors at all, but. To hear about a relationship, that's like Mary Steenburgen and Ted Danson. Yeah, that's it's really nice when it happens. Weird. Yeah, it's nice when it happens. In Overwatch news, 
the Fox girl actually got her images of her got leaked today. Um, and she is adorable. The Fox Girl support hero's name, uh, Kiriko, was leaked this week, along with news that new heroes will not be freely available when they release and will dun, need dun, dun. to be unlocked via the Battle Pass system. Oh, no. A lot of players are pretty unhappy about this, as Overwatch has long held it important that content is free, but cosmetics come in loot boxes. Mm. <clears throat> Blizzard's John Spector clarified that, quote, Overwatch 2 heroes will be available on the free track of the Battle Pass, but people still aren't happy. So what that kind of means is that people with money, on day one, they'll have these heroes unlocked, and you will be running up against a team with the Junker Queen, but your tank didn't pay for it or something, or is grinding towards it. Or hasn't or didn't play during the season that Junker Queen was unlocked and thus can't unlock her or some shit like that. Uh, people are really fucking unhappy about it. Um, uh, and if you're working towards unlocking it but the enemy team isn't, you're at a real disadvantage in a game that's all about hero switching. <clears throat> Royal Knight Mercy is no longer available to purchase, but good news, a Summer Genji skin that would have been awesome as part of any previous year's summer events is now available to purchase. So that's the battle Yay, pass money. for you. There you go. Blizzard, we're making $100 million a week with Diablo Immortal. We don't give a fuck what you think. <laughs> when um, the first skin that they charged for, they were um, they were unusual compared to any other legendary skin in the game. They were these wacky, wacky legendaries like Alien Zarya or... Um, or there was one it was like a Reinhardt it was a crazy Reinhardt but they were all completely different from anything you get in game and they usually had weird glowy bits like remember the tracer with the glowing hair yeah the water tracer yeah <laughs> there was something really unusual about them then they did uh, breast cancer awareness mercy the pink mercy skin magical girl hugely successful the magical girl skin wasn't as visually unique as those league skins that were so that had the glowy bits were like really unusual and special but it was for a good cause so people bought it but she was also it seemed like after that they were prepared to start releasing skins that they would have just put in loot boxes or put out in seasonal events before and charge 15 bucks for them and because it worked that. once yeah it's been really and now you don't need to share the profits with a, with a charity just keep it all yeah, I would have really liked that Night Mercy skin, but I'm not paying 15 bucks for it. Like, I'm not. Um, I'm really disappointed about this. I'm thinking about reinstalling Overwatch and maybe co or reinstalling Destiny 2 and trying to coax my brother into something else. But Overwatch is like, Overwatch 2 is a month away. Maybe it'll be good and we're all just worry warts. It's easy to be negative these days. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to get worried about the Microsoft Activision deal. Yeah, Europe may put a kibosh on this. A lot of people are looking very closely at that. Mostly in in the EU. Over here, we're like, fuck it, do it. We don't care. Well, that's because... Monopolies, we've always been really because cool Microsoft is an American company, and PlayStation is more popular than, than Xbox in Europe. Yeah. <clears throat> we already did Overwatch News. Glenn Schofield, the guy who runs the studio making Callisto Protocol, tweeted out this week, <clears throat> We are working six to seven days a week. Nobody's forcing us. Exhaustion, tired, COVID, but we're working. Bugs, glitches, performance fixes. One last pass-through audio, 12 to 15 hour days. This is gaming, hard work, lunch, dinner working. You do it because you love it. And the internet turned around and said, Crunch! 
and he had to go directly into uh, recovery. Into yeah. yeah, yeah. Not okay. He said the quiet part out loud. Yeah. Um, they're now they're an indie studio, so they might be under like time constraints. They have this much time to make this game and get it out, or the studio's out of money and we all go home. Um, it might be one of those situations, but that doesn't really endear me to the game or make me make it sound like it'll be any better. Um, no. You can alleviate crunch with good planning and you'll get better results from your employees. Period. And um, nobody has to you know, go to therapy after work. Yeah, marriages won't fall apart. Um, you just had to take you know another year with your game, maybe. So that's really disappointing to hear. And um, I might wait for reviews on Clifford. Some of the bloom is off that rose, especially after that last video. It was yeah. like, ah, it doesn't look quite yeah. as good. Yeah. yeah, that last video. Thank you. That last video got yeah. me off a little bit as well. Yeah. <clears throat> like, I'll still keep my eye on it, but I don't think it's a day one right now. River City Girls 2 got a new Villains trailer this week, which reconfirms the game is coming out, quote, later this year, but gives no firm release date. It is coming soon. Huh. Yeah, soon enough. Uh, a suit has been filed in California accusing GameStop of recording conversations that customers have with its company support services and then sharing uh, those transcripts and wiretaps with a third-party company that boasts of its ability to harvest uh, personal data. <laughs> wow. <laughs> We're just straight up working with the mob now. Who's calling GameStop support, though? I... Uh, if you've ever tried to figure shit out with their Edge program, yeah, it can be. Okay. And plus, a lot of people, I'm sure... Uh, order shit through the GameStop website. Oh, yeah, I suppose. I suppose. Where's my shit? <laughs> State of Decay 3 is using Unreal Engine 5 with help from Gears of War devs The Coalition. That sounds fucking awesome. State of Decay has always been a kind of meh-looking game. You give me State of Decay gameplay and Unreal Engine 5 visuals, oh my god. Nice. Jason Schreier says Ubisoft plans to reveal, quote, several Assassin's Creed games on Saturday, including the two main games in Infinity. There's Red, set in Japan, and Neo Hex, set during the witch trials of the Holy Roman Empire. Okay, I, I that's know... a left-field witch trial. It's about goddamn time I went to Japan. Yeah, I, I know I've been like, oh, life service Assassin's Creed, but yeah, I'll, I'll try it. We'll see. You, you show me an Assassin's Creed set in Japan, and I'm going to have to buy an Assassin's Creed. But now they're going up against Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, and you know how I feel about Assassin's Creed. But Ghost of Tsushima had its melee com. Okay, now there's a great distance now from Ghost of Tsushima. You know, guys know I love it. I love the multiplayer. Mm-hmm. But Ghost of Tsushima had its combat and little else. No, like the world story. in Ghost of Tsushima was just... It was gorgeous. Oh, yes. no, the visuals of Ghost of Tsushima were absolutely gorgeous. 100%. I'm not... But... The amount of interactivity you actually have with the world, the only way you interact with it is by killing things. Um, yeah, like, as an open world game, it barely needs to be open world. What's interesting is, for the Assassin's Creed, the, the one that's set in Altair's time is supposedly, again, rumor, we'll find out tomorrow, but that's a much more uh, normal, core Assassin's Creed game. Not the mm-hmm. big RPGs, it's actually a stealth game again. Is that true? Do we know that? That's rumor. It's rumor. It's rumor. Oh, um, man. If if Assassin's Creed Japan ends up being like an RPG and... The, see, I think that's what the live, the live service ones are going to be. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, oh, well, yeah, we'll see. 
Uh, Sony was Activision Blizzard's largest customer in 2020, accounting for 17% of all sales, or $1.37 billion. Microsoft was fourth behind Apple and Google, accounting for 11%, or $890 million. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, but, love, uh, I love the next headline is so telling. <laughs> Uh, Microsoft, part, yeah. <laughs> Microsoft offered Sony an agreement to keep Call of Duty on PlayStation consoles for three years beyond the current agreement, which Sony's Jim Ryan called inadequate on many levels. So here's the problem. Go for it. Sony has been gobbling up studios for years, mm-hmm. and nobody said anything. So has Microsoft. Go on. Microsoft... Much more recently. Yeah, I mean, but, but Sony has... And we've gotten really, really good games out of Sony buying up you know, other True. studios. True. So now Microsoft's doing it. And yes, Activision's a little bit bigger. I said sarcastically. I said sarcastically. Um, it's a little, it's, it's bigger, but why is this so bad all of a sudden? Why is Sony crying now? Because, you know, because they've got all these Call exclusives. Duty, because Call of Duty represents so much of the console shooter market, and the console shooter market represents so much of the console well, Market. Then maybe Sony should have Gorilla make something good, make a Killzone game again. But okay, uh, Sony's point I think is kind of apt, where they suggested that even if someone did have the money and resources to create a game uh, that was on par with the current Call of Duty game and put it out, it wouldn't matter because Call of Duty's like it's like these people were raised Republican. They're going to go back and just buy Call of Duty, no matter what else is coming out. So they might check out that other thing, but they're definitely voting Republican. Period. They're definitely getting Call of Duty. Uh, maybe being console specific is what finally kills Call of Duty, which would be fine. I don't care. I'm not going to miss yeah, that. Yeah, it'd be series. cool. If Call of Duty went away. But I just worry about. I'm so sad about Blizzard. Blizzard is becoming more and more Activision, and it's just breaking my heart. Well, uh, that's the other reason that the buyout should go through is because maybe Microsoft will split Blizzard off and let them do their own thing away from Activision. Hey. Yeah. The fish stinks from the head down. <clears throat> Atomic Heart has been delayed to sometime this winter between January 1st and mm, March 20th. Take your time. I'll yeah, take. No I'll, I'll play the the Russian whatever eventually. Yeah. The, the Russian Bioshock looks uh-huh. sick. Uh, the Witcher 3's Wild Hunt next-gen upgrade is apparently still on track to release this year. I'm not going to play it again, but thanks for trying. I absolutely not, no. Really? Why? You love that game. Oh, because I beat the living shit out of it like four or five times. But you could do it again, and it looks better. I mean, oh, hey, I will get my Steam Deck by the end of this month. We'll see. Oh, really? Nice. Uh, Mm -hmm. They said September. CD Projekt revealed a teaser trailer for Cyberpunk's expansion, Phantom Liberty. It's coming o- only to new-gen platforms and PCs, and will add a whole new borough to Night City. Coming in 2023, the company confirmed that Phantom Liberty will be the only planned expansion for the game. Uh. The question is, good. Yeah, will I know how to, will I remember how to play the game by the time that comes out? And the answer yeah, is no. Hard. No, uh, it's not hard. I, I picked up a new character and was like popping hits. No problem. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe. You know, you add it like the, that was the, that's the problem when I go back to Night City is I've done all of these missions like four times. Yeah. So when I when they I'm were like, good though. Yeah, when I'm like, ooh, there's a question mark over here. I walk into this building. I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. This and this and yeah. this. I know what to do. Yeah. 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 
Vanillaware's Weird RTS Grim Grimoire is coming to PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 next year as Grim Grimoire once more. Are they going to redo the art? Like get the 4K art in there? Or is it going to be just better a... if they don't? I'm not Port. even thinking about it. But if yeah. they do, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Xbox added a noise suppression feature for voice chat to the Series X and S that will eliminate heavy breathing, controller clicking, and background noise from audio chats. Handy. So the, the best take I've seen on this was from Lodi Woody Runs Checkpoint. And they said, that's nice, but when do we get the racism and misogyny filter? <laughs> Not my joke. Repeating it from Loading Ready Run, but very good. <laughs> never. We'll never get that filter. Um, uh, God of War Ragnarok is only two months away. I think there's some more gameplay video floating around now. A little bit, and it didn't look great to me. I haven't watched it yet. The 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 action of what you're doing seems cool. I didn't think the visuals were all that impressive. Hmm. They look kind of last gen in terms of lighting. Uh-huh. Uh <clears throat> Crystal Dynamics and Eidos Montreal have officially assumed control of the Tomb Raider and Deus Ex franchises, respectively, from Square Enix. And on their website, they specifically actually mention Legacy of Kane. Yes, they do. Uh, worth noting, both those studios have now been acquired by Embracer Group. Yeah, well... Uh-oh. Wasn't well, Embracer... it was better than Tencent. Wasn't yes, Embracer... this is true. Wasn't Embracer <laughs> Group the ones whose stock lost like 11% value when... Um... When Saints Row uh, completely Saints Row fucking yeah. flopped. Yeah. 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 <sighs> Tencent just bought a whole bunch of somebody. I don't remember who. Like, a, um, it was a lot. Yeah, it was Ubisoft. It was Ubisoft's yes. company. Yes, it, was, like it was. Wasn't it like 500 million or something? Yeah, like it was a, a significant portion of it, too. Yes, it was. But Crystal Dynamics being able to make their own stuff again is good. Uh, no, they're not making their own stuff. They're... See, it's like it's like they own their IP again. No, they have control. Embracer Group owns their IP. Okay, but they have control over that. What's going to happen next with both Crystal Dynamics and Eidos? Probably what I'm worried about is Darksiders Three. Oh no! Yeah. Oh, when they push something out quickly? No, it's just the, the team is not the same team. It's not the same size. It's not getting the same level of support from a publisher. First two Darksiders games were funded by I want to say 2K, Y2, Y, THQ. Yes, THQ. Um, they had like a fairly large publisher at the time behind them. Um, but Embracer is huge. Yeah, yeah, but we've already seen what Embracer can put out with um, huh. um, Saints Row. So I am concerned, and it's been a while since either of these, either of those franchises were um, were interesting anyway. Well, what's the only true? reason the, only the, reason the new Tomb Raider series was good was because it took Uncharted and said yes and and then did that same thing for another two games. Well, yeah, of of the new Tomb Raider trilogy, the first one was the best. Yes, Jonah, I too enjoy restaurants. <laughs> I remember that. That's the beginning of the third one. What I remember is much. what I remember is I set out in search of adventure, but that adventure found me. Found me. Oh God! <laughs> but but the first one was good because it felt like it, the, first of all the platform was better than Uncharted. Yeah. Um, the open world really, sections were cool. It, yeah, and it had those open world sections. Like it was doing something interesting, and then it did that exact same thing, and wasn't any better at any of it two more times. And by yeah. halfway through the second one, I was bored with it. And then Lara nearly like ended the world in the third game. Yeah, she, she, there, was, there was a real apocalypse going on. Mm-hmm, and she caused it. 
And she felt kind of bad about it, but you know, but she you still had tea. You show me a Tomb Raider trailer running in like Unreal Engine Five, and like just a super new gen Lara Croft running around a gorgeous jungle. It'll be hard for me to go. No, <laughs> I yeah. don't want that. Yeah, I totally want that. You show me. You show me a current gen Deus Ex that actually looks fucking amazing. I don't care if it is shitty. I'm gonna go. Oh, I kind of want it. Yeah. <laughs> just like just like we wanted Cyberpunk before it came out. What? No. I enjoy Cyberpunk. Oh, again, we, all we three did. of us enjoyed Cyberpunk because we played it on the right hardware. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to but, backtrack but that. But we can't go back to it now. We're already no. at a point where Cyberpunk feels a little dated. It was a year, what, two years ago? A year yeah, and a half? Almost. Yeah, but I'm, I threw that out there. Cyberpunk, in a lot of ways, currently, feels a little dated, particularly how the action handles. The action in Cyberpunk sucks. It was fun at the time. It was better than nothing. <laughs> and the melee combat in Dying Light 2 is better than that. And the melee combat in Dying Light 2 isn't as good as the melee combat in Dying Light. The melee combat in Dying Light isn't as good as the melee combat in Dead Island. And Dead Island 2 is a thing that exists. Somehow. Dead Island, Dead Island 2 was fine. Dead Island Riptide. Riptide. Riptide, yeah. Well, Riptide was, was just Dead Island again with yeah. new areas. They didn't change much. Yeah, yeah it was fine. It. Yeah, but no, it was, you, it was you know, you're, you're moving around slowly and there are a lot of, there are a lot of mechanics and levels of interactivity with the zombies with a fairly limited moveset. And so within that simplicity, it fucking sang. They took, they made it really, really bare bones and it was a lot of fun. And the more and more complicated they make it with uh, the Dying Light series, the kind of less engaging it became for me. The platforming is amazing in the Dying Light series. I love it. It does what Mirror's Edge was trying to do years ago. 100% it does, but the at the expense of the combat. Mm-hmm. Which, oddly enough, was what Mirror's Edge failed at, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. And there was one other, uh, there was one other headline that I forgot to put in. Actually, actually, some other shit came out. Hang on. What the fuck? The background of my phone changed. I didn't do it. <laughs> Bugs. You've been hacked. Uh, Amy Hennig's new Marvel game is rumored to star Captain America and Black Panther in World War Two. Wait, what? Yeah. Okay. How's Black Panther? In... It's got to be a previous Black Panther then. Someone else wearing the suit. Uh, his dad, I guess. Charles' dad. Charles' dad was Black Panther. Whoever's king is Black Panther. Okay. Yeah. I trust Amy Henning with goddamn anything. Pretty so much, yeah. as long as she actually gets to finish the game, yes. Yes. That would be ideal. Yes. God, it must suck to be her for the last ten years. No kidding. All the stuff she's done that nothing it's ever like, came it, of it. Like, imagine you're an artist. You spend five years working on a on a piece of marble. And, like, the figure is halfway there, and you can see the face starting to come through, and, oh, my God, it's happening. And then <laughs> and then the person who commissioned the piece comes in with a sledgehammer and goes, fuck it, bam. Oh, you're still getting paid, but no. Nah. Yeah. I want to see no her, like, binder of notes. I want to see her binder of notes. She has to have a binder of notes somewhere, right? Yeah. Plot points, lines, outlines. She should Mostly a hit that. list now, I guess. <laughs> the next studio is like, we got a block of marble over here. I'd be like, mm. I don't. Uh, God bless her. She's doing it. I want to see what Amy Hannon does. Next. I want Amy Hannon to do something next. I just want her to be happy. Yeah, but more than that, I want to be proven right that she was the secret sauce at Naughty Dog. Oh, I think we've we've figured that out years ago. Um, we're we're pretty sure. But if she comes out, well, she was involved. Game, she was I'll Legacy feel, of Kane too. I'll feel. Re- I know, but I'll feel really edified if 
Amy Hennig's next game comes out and just beats the shit out of anything. Uh, I, I, I think we're done lately. pretty unanimous on the uh, the Zara Druckmann kind of ruined Naughty Dog front. Yeah, but we're still alone in that. But then again, we are like middle-aged white dudes. And it's, mm-hmm. it's possible that, you know, we just didn't get Last of Us Part Two. I eh. I think the fact that no one has really talked about it at all yeah. last year. And every review I've seen for Last of Us Part One is like, you don't really need it. <laughs> Why is this here? Why are we doing this? Why does it cost $70? If you haven't if you haven't played The Last of Us Part One, yes, then do it. Um, if you've already played it and you're wondering, probably not. Uh, if you're a diehard Last of Us fan, you've already yeah. paid for it, so, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's, it's already been downloaded. <laughs> I, yeah. Oh, but they read it all, the animation. I don't care. See, no one cares. No. Yeah. You show, can't show reward me, that nonsense. Show me The Last of Us is a non-linear open world thing. That would hype the fuck out of me. See, I guess not everyone, not everyone can be Capcom with the quality of their remakes. <laughs> Well, Capcom was successful by shooting low and keeping it really simple. What? No, the, the Resident Evil, the last two. Resident Evil couple remakes, two and three. Yeah, yeah, they they shortened the games, they truncated the games, um, they kept pretty much everything exactly the same. Uh, well, and actually, no, the combat is very different. The combat's very different. Yes, it's, it's like Resident Evil Four Small Combat. Um, Come on, you'll you'll play the RE4 remake when it comes out. A hundred percent of checking out the RE4 remake, but that was the last Resident Evil game that I have truly a great amount of affection for, and the one prior to that was two, and I didn't finish the remake of two because it's just that that game design is too old. Nope. Shinji Mikami Mr. made Mr. Resident Evil Four because aiming and aiming and third person shooters had to evolve. That's why we got Resident Evil Four, and the genre has continued to evolve since. And to go back to that, I'm worried that I'll just be bored. I suppose you can draw a straight line from Resident Evil 4 to like Gears of War. 100. percent Oh no, I'm, I'm gonna play Gears. I'm gonna play Resident Evil 4 remake. 100. Yeah. Like, oh. Even if it's just like two thirds of the game, that's two thirds some of the best shooter I've ever played. I want to see. That's a good point. Just fix. <laughs> just here, here, if it's two thirds, the one third you'll be missing are the escort parts, and that's fine. If, if Honestly, charge, if you cut out a lot of like the island parts, I'd be fine with that. You charge ten or five bucks and just give me the village. There you the, go. The village I need was, complete. I want eighty so percent of the castle. The castle's pretty cool. I the castle's see, amazing. I want to see gameplay footage of the Lollipop Chainsaw remake. I want that to come along and do that. Are they doing that so they can make a sequel too? No, I don't think so. I think they're just doing that to make a quick buck. Um, <sighs> they've already they've already got the game design. They've already got you know this, that, and the other. Um, and it it was just fun, super stylish brawling. I could totally get into that. Man, great story. James Gunn wrote mm-hmm. the story. Fantastic. Hmm. Oh, the one thing I will say that. Uh, Hmm? No, you hmm? know what? That, that's yeah. I was going to talk about the embargo game, but I'm not going to. Oh, can't. Yeah, no, no, no. Don't risk it. No, I don't want to get in trouble doing no. these. Uh-uh. Doing this by the book. <laughs> When's the embargo up? Twenty uh, first. Oh, okay. Wow, a couple of weeks. Yeah, but it's seven a.m. So, like, I'm not sure what day. <laughs> I'm not sure what day of the week that is. What? <laughs> I expect you to immediately start tweeting out seven o one Tuesday. So not next episode, but the episode after that, I can talk about. It. All right. 
Just just tweet immediately. It's okay. How much... <laughs> <laughs> so I can talk about this game now. So that's all right. <laughs> um, I don't think it would be a problem. Whatever, I'll tell you guys once we start recording. There you go. Can, can be no evidence. Mm-hmm. Have to save that precious content. Yeah, well, what if one of you lets it drop next week? How I'm feeling about it. I I, I promise I will not. I will Can I keep trust it, you? Keep a secret. Who am I going to talk to? Can I trust you with my highly valued journalistic reputation? Uh, I... <laughs> 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 you know what? I'll give it a shot. Hey, 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 hey. Your, your highly valued journalistic you know, reputation Acumen. got you this key, so hey, why not? That's a good point. They clearly don't listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> All right. That's all I got. Yeah. That's all I got, too. Yeah, I think I'm about done. Sorry I was late, but I got here. No, you got did. Here. You made it. That was a cool moment. Man, That's man. what's important. Oh Snuck in the here? back door. I'm Snuck in kids. the back door. All right. In that case, Alex, thank you for being here. My pleasure. Chance, thank you for talking. It's what I do. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you in a week. Oh.